So this is our first recording, so we'll see how things go. Power of Collective Genius. You like that name? I do. Yeah. I got that from like a real estate fucking pamphlet. You're recording? Yeah. Cool. So, what do we want to talk about in this session? I think that's a... Okay, well let's figure that out first and then let's touch base. And let's freaking <laughs> roll with it, man. Um, I, uh, well, what were we just talking about, though? We were talking about... God, um, we were talking about so many different things, man. The, the path to success. You know, it's not like a, a straight line. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got this idea that success is you know, uh, easy that it's, it's, there's just one clear path, you know, and it never is. I feel like, you know, I guess I materialistically aren't, am not where I want to be, you know, financially. I, there's a lot of areas that I am where so, I want to be. But. I think everything that you said right there is, is like super crucial because you said materialistically, I'm not where I want to be. And, Remember when we were talking about the seven levels deep uh-huh. with Graziosi? And we were talking about the why to the why to the why to the why, right? And just like backtracking it all. The why, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, I did that the other night with three different goals that of like things that I want. And I backtracked so, it all of that. And, and surprisingly what came out of it was the fact that like, materialistically is no desire we think we desire something materialistic but it's it's not really what fuels us to go get it yeah so what did you figure out so i guess for anyone that doesn't know what the seven levels deep uh it's not by dean graziosi but it is in dean graziosi's book uh millionaire success habits yeah um but and I do forget the guy's name, but it's seven levels deep is, you know, finding, figuring out, asking yourself what you want if it's a, you know, a million dollars, and then asking yourself wow. why do you why is that important to you, and then that answer you ask why is that important to you, and then so on and so forth for seven levels deep. So what was an example? So the the realization that I came to going seven levels deep was that it always ended back on a feeling. So the main reason that I strived for wanting a million dollars, wanting to live a materialistic life, or wanting to have a million, you know, a multi-million dollar home was all because of the feeling basically that it resorted back to me experiencing. Um, but when I broke it down even further beyond the feeling, um, something that I realized was that everybody's feeling is fueled differently so in other words 
somebody could get a Lamborghini and they would feel phenomenal. Whereas another person might get a Lamborghini and they'd just be like, yeah, that's cool, but I don't feel anything special from it. So we all have our own definition, basically, of what success is. And that was something that was really interesting to me was that one person's definition of success, I worked with this gentleman um, back one of my one of my first jobs, and he was like a 50-year-old guy, and I was working in the restaurant industry, and he was prepping food, and it's like, it's what he'd done for the last 20 years at this restaurant. It's just prep food. But he was a very content, happy man. Like, for him, in, in a sense, he had reached his success, which was to accumulate money, hold down a steady job, and be able to retire. And, and he was able to do that on the little, you know, wage that he was paid kind of thing. But that to him was success. And so it just gave me a realization too that like everybody's level of success is different. And sometimes our own, like what makes us feel a certain way creates a higher standard. <clears throat> yeah. Well, a certain a certain amount of like joy and ecstasy comes from you know certain things that we think are going to give us those things. True, but some people think that like say they had a successful day at work. Everything went smooth, everything was just, just smooth sailing. And and guess what? They got their client top rated on Google, whatever. Uh-huh. That to them was success. That was that euphoric feeling. Whereas somebody else's experience would be that they need to own a corporation in order to reach success. They need to, you know, franchise something in order to reach success. So there's like these different levels basically of success that each person experiences. Sure. And that's kind of what I gained from going back seven levels deep with that method was that like, I realized that it all resorted back to a feeling of what success meant to me. But I recognize that it meant success means different to everybody else. What do you think was the, like, could you pinpoint the outcome of like, uh, a topic and then um, like your answer if you can remember I guess yeah yeah so like um, for me I want to I want to be a seed investor okay it's like one of my big goals yeah okay so I, I did that as like my my number one and I said why do I want to be a seed investor well the number one reason was for passive income as a seed investor, I no longer have to run the business, but instead, I'm invested in the company that I believe in that will do all the dirty work for me. Right. Okay. So that that was like my enlightenment for investment side of things. So as I've gone through my stages of understanding wealth and success, you have business ownership and you have investments. It's like the two sides, right? Yeah. So I want to be a serial entrepreneur and a seed investor. Well, ideally, I'd like to just be the seed investor. I don't have to run a business. Like the ultimate goal is to have ultimate freedom, where we don't have to think about all the stresses of owning a business. You know, yeah. ultimately, I would like to just be able to invest in different businesses, 
and have them be a success. That's like perfect world scenario, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I date that back, those seven steps, basically, and it all resorted. I mean, the next one is why do I want to be a seed investor? Well, to have financial freedom. Why do I want financial freedom? Well, so that I don't have to stress. So I can just live and not have to think. I can be in the present moment. If I don't have to think about money, I no longer have to think about the future. I can just live in the present moment. Yeah, I like that. You know? And and so that's like the ultimate goal in that sense. Well, then it resorted back to, well, why also do I want to be a seed investor? Well, I'd, I'd like to help people. Like, in order to become a seed investor, you have to establish a, a business, and that business's income is scalable. So then you scale that business's income, you become wealthy, and then you take that wealth, you invest it. Well, with that investment, that wealth, you're investing into startup companies just like what you were. Uh-huh. You know, you're like giving somebody a step up. Right. And that's a really good feeling. And everything always just resorted back to... How it made me feel. Yeah, so I guess with your answer, it was, um, you know, to not be stressed about money because when you, uh, when money is abundant, in abundance, um, you can do whatever you want and you live stress-free. So why, why is that important to you? To live stress-free? Because I like how it makes me feel. (laughs) It always resorted back to how it made me feel. Everything did, whether it was, uh, I feel worthy, um, I feel prideful to give money to a startup investment company, uh, whether I, even when I give knowledge. Well, why is it important for you to feel those things? Why is it important for you to feel worthy or give knowledge? That's a great question. I think a lot of people honestly struggle with understanding why, Um, but for me, I feel like the reason why it's important to feel those things is because I feel that my purpose in life is to experience feelings and not just, yeah. not just negative, like mainly to experience joy and happiness. Like that's what we strive for as human beings to experience those feelings. And so I think that's why what it takes to experience those feelings is important to me is because I believe my belief system is that that's my purpose to life is to experience joy and happiness. Thus I'm willing to do what's necessary in order to do things that make me feel that way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a hard time like understanding what their purpose of life here is for. Well, they have a miss. Uh, misguided understanding of what that is because they think they have to have a purpose no one has to have a purpose you know what I mean Um, because you're right Um, our purpose is to be happy and fulfilled and joyful that's the only purpose for pretty much everybody but we think that our purpose is to um, do something you know, like make a difference, make a difference. But underlying that making a difference is because how it makes you feel, makes you feel. So your purpose really is just to To feel, feel those feelings. Yeah. And everybody has a different level 
of like what makes him feel that feeling. So the joy and happiness is that's what we strive for. Some people experience it just with bonding with family members. Some people feel it by creating a business. Some people feel it by changing third world countries or supplying water or tipping a homeless man. Yeah. There are multiple, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of ways Infinite. to feel, yeah, yeah, to feel those feelings. Right. And I think that's what, for me, that's what my purpose is, is to just feel those things. And so that's what it always resorted back to when I looked at why I have these big goals and they always got bigger. My, always, my goals always got bigger because I wanted my feeling to be, to be bigger. So in other words, it feels good if I bond with family. Yeah. It feels good. It feels even better if I were to give my mom a million dollars and have her quit her job. Sure. It'd feel even better if I could change 10 families' incomes and teach them all, you know... Financial freedom. Financial freedom. Yeah. And it would be an even bigger feeling if I taught a million people. Right. So... It's just always growing that sense of like, what's that next level of, of feeling? Joy, yeah. Yeah, of joy, of happiness, of like, you know, fulfillment. Yeah. And so I think that there is, there's no limit for everybody, right? Like if one person is completely content just enjoying family time and that's their happiness and joy and they desire nothing more, then they're fulfilling their purpose in life. Sure. You know? Yeah. And whether they know it or not. Yeah. Whether they know it or not. I think it's important that they do recognize it, though. Yeah, because I think without that understanding, like, you could get caught up in, like, you know, what you're doing right now isn't fulfilling your purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you, you like, doubt what you're doing and you feel discouraged. So you don't actually feel those emotions. Yeah. You just know, overlook you, it when you don't realize that your purpose is to feel joy and that's the soul the real purpose you know you're like focus on all the negatives that actually only bring you grief fear mm-hmm. all the emotions that you don't want to feel yeah. that don't make you purposeful yeah or how we cope with the negative emotion like when we feel upset what we go to go do doesn't necessarily typically does not create us joy like you know what i'm saying um an example would be like i feel like right now i'm dieting yeah okay i'm I'm trying to lose some weight i'm trying to get into the best shape of my life and sometimes i don't feel like like i feel like it's taking too long i feel down on my weight you know and so the mechanism to cope with that typically veers towards going and eating a candy bar. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not it's, working out. That's not like my instinct is like, gotta feel like fat. Addiction. I better go work out. It's like, it's it's more of like, God, I feel fat. Like, you know, like just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, fuck it. I'm just gonna eat this candy bar. Yeah. And you like resort back to this thing that like, doesn't create a good feeling out of you. It's that, it's the, that word right there. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. It seriously is. Cause like I've, I ate a candy bar today. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, too, like, um, did you ask the seven levels deep on your health? I haven't yet, no. <clears throat> I mean, at, to, to a point, it'll come down to the way it'll make you feel. feel. Yeah. Um, but it's still good to, like, ask, like, you know, like, because... With the weight loss thing, I was, uh, I taught keto for a while and I still do occasionally. I'll do meal plans and stuff like that. But I, the, the thing that I, I stress the most and I always tell people, like there's a few steps that I have them do before um, they even think about like the weight and like where they're at currently. There's like, you know, um, mirror work, Gary, Gary Gilgan, uh, taught me this is like in the mirror loving yourself because I think not loving yourself causes people to get fat you know you're not loving yourself so you just feel it with garbage you know what I mean but when you love yourself you love yourself for who you are um, you're more inclined to feel it with things that are good for you because you love your body, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I tell people they need to do that. Um, I just, my mom, for example, she was doing it for a while. Um, you know, I can't keep everyone on it, (laughs) but, um, you know, I had her put, make post-it notes of like, I love you. Adra is her name. Mm -hmm. Um, on everything, you know, just to remind her because I really do feel like it's, that's where it starts rather than the you know trying to lose weight to look good um or for some external reason you know what i mean it, it really does come back to like the love we feel for ourselves um so do you think that a um an overweight person can feel love for themselves with their weight it would, they, sure, absolutely. I'm sure there's a lot of people that do, um, but I think, you know, sometimes it takes practice. You know, I was at a point in my life that um, I I hated myself like pretty bad. Um, I was I was doing a lot of drugs and um, I gained a lot of weight really quick. And I can look back and realize it was because I didn't love myself. You know what I mean? I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. Um, But then, you know, with Gary's suggestion of looking in the mirror, like it fucking was, it was hard because it was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just talking to this guy in the mirror does not say anything it's a back. Awkward at first, yeah. It's awkward, you know, and but it it really just takes repetition, and then like I'm to the point, I'm still working on it. You know, I try to do it as much as I can, and I try to put it in that my morning routine. Um, but like, I like psych myself up. You know what I mean? But I think I'm getting a, lot, a little off topic. The, um. But the the health thing, um, you know, starting with self-love and then like not even worrying about the weight and focusing pretty much purely on that. Because when you love yourself, you'll go to the gym, you'll eat healthy, you'll do what's necessary to reflect a loving person. You know what I mean? Um, Greg Braden 
was telling you about him earlier. Um, he talks about the mirror theory. Um, and mirror theory is essentially, and if I'm wrong, don't quote me on it, but <laughs> this is like a, a broad understanding of it. But like, <clears throat> um, everything is a mirror to us. Like you're a reflection of me. Um, you know, our, our weight is a reflection of the way we see ourselves. Um, you know, the person we love is a reflection of how much we love ourselves. Um, like even like, or like situations, like I, I kind of experienced this at the gym, um, you know, with people that I feel like are like really tense and like, you know, uh, like macho. Uh, macho, yeah. Um, you know, I feel the energy, but I think to you know, it's it's really just a mirror. It's telling me something about myself. You know, something. Um, you know that I I I don't like about myself essentially. Um, you know, so I don't know what that is yet. Um, I've recently become aware of that. Um, Something to acknowledge, though. Yeah, I once you can, like once I, you acknowledge I at, it, though. I look at different people, and, and their reflection towards me is whether or not I want to either be have a certain attribute of them, or I don't. Yeah, either they're too macho, and I, I I don't like that reflection of myself. Yeah. Or they, you know, or they they fit something that I do like. Yeah. about it so i could see how that is like a reflection of your thought like when you look at somebody it's a reflection of how you're thinking thinking like you're a reflection of me because of like the person you are you mm-hmm. know what i mean it kind of comes you, to the attraction you thing correlate too. it to them like you could look at a person that is built like macho and because that's how you're visualizing them like that's your correlation to them you're not looking at a big macho man and saying, ah, I wonder if he's got a soft heart. Because that's <laughs> you're not, that's seeing, not perceiving your it from the outside. Yes, exactly. And so I could see exactly what you mean by it in the sense of like, they are a reflection of, my, of me. They're a reflection of my thought. Not a visual, right? Not, yeah, not, but a, the not way you... physically, but, but my thought of them yeah. is a reflection of myself. Yeah, so if you're judging somebody, you know, the, the same thing. Like, if you, when you judge someone, you're judging something that you actually don't like about yourself. You know what I mean? Um, it, when you really think about it, it really is. It's crazy to think. Um, but, like, like, I'm trying to think of, like, in this situation with... Um, like in in one particular situation, there was a guy at the gym that uh, you know we it was just real tense, um, and I didn't think he liked me or whatever, you know, and so that was always the uh, cre- creation, I guess, mm-hmm. that was happening, and you know, finally one day I just introduced myself and we we're good friends after that. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. Simple as that, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I think the reflection of that, though, too, was my judgment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, judging him for who I thought he was, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, so that judgment is what I didn't like about myself. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. like something that I can say, okay, well, you know, I, and it's so true, like the not, not judging a book by its cover because, like, at, uh, when I first met you, even, you know, I honestly didn't really like you. <laughs> you know? No, I love you. I love you now. You know what I mean? But it was like, I felt, but the reason was because I felt, um, um, what was it uh well insecure but also like challenged you know what i mean um i was in i was in comfort and then you came around and challenged or could interfere with what was going on whatever yeah so there was that instant judgment and then you know we run stories and all that shit Mm -hmm. we're totally off of the mirror thing, I think, but it's all, <laughs> I think we've gone to like five different topics here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I, I think know, it all one thought, the thought leads to another together. thought, you it know. Does, you know, so I, I think there's a lot of great things that were brought up and discussed too, you know, and acknowledged. And I think that's a big part of like growing and moving forward in life, too, is like these types of talks, and this is what makes it so important for viewers to listen and kind of join in with these conversations too is that like where else where else do you get the opportunity to really have these conversations because we get so caught up in our daily go 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 modes and you know busy day-to-day lives that like we get we get trapped that's why we have it and these average shows in the world and we have the middle class is because we're all caught up in just doing Rather than sometimes if we just take a moment out to just think, which is really what I hope like these podcasts can kind of reflect on. Yeah. There's a lot of people to just think. Something, I don't know who the quote is from, but um, it says something like, uh, we're not human doings, we're human beings. You know, we're constantly doing instead of being. There's a big difference. Well, I think it's a great note to end on right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that really gives some some food for thought. I would agree with you. Well, how would you go about like, because um, you had mentioned um, having these conversations are good, mm-hmm. right? To kind of vent, and vent, but also to acknowledge. acknowledge and to bring up new ideas and elaborate. So how can someone that's like listening, if they, because they directly can't communicate, maybe, but how do they go about it in their life, um, finding that? I think, I think they need to find a, like somebody like you or somebody like me, somebody that they can talk to and have these discussions with. And in a sense, I feel that you and I could also be that outlet for them sure. in these podcasts because dude, I don't think they need to necessarily question and correlate right with us here and now. But I think them just hearing what we have to say and the conversation that you and I just had opens up their mind, which what, what, what would they have been doing this morning or this afternoon? At work or driving to work, listening to the radio. Huh. They've just been 
entering into text for a one thousand dollar you know winning <laughs> yeah like it, yeah. Th- there's so many different things that we could be doing that I feel like just this outlet in itself just hearing it I also think too you're uh, what what you had said is finding somebody you know but be being particular you know because there are people who will let you vent and then you know then it's then it's just that (laughs) you know what i mean you're just listening to problems it's not necessarily about it's not necessarily about venting or finding someone that you can vent to but Maybe maybe vent to, but someone who else who has a positive outlook on the situation that can give you a different perspective. Um, because a lot of times, and we were talking about this earlier, is like when you vent, there's a lot of people who will listen and then feel it. You know, they're they're in agreement with you, and you tend to attract people that you you like people who agree with you. You know what I mean, and so. But but I I take it one step further even and I challenge our viewers too to not find someone that will listen to you then or even agree with you but challenge you. So I talked to you about how when I first met you, if I was feeling stressed out that day and you called, I better be the most positive person ever. Yeah. Like there was no talking negative to you and. I think that was a really positive influence in my life was that it challenged me to get out of my my negative thought. Okay, so I was feeling negative right now. Well, Shane just called and he's going to ask me how my day is going. What? I'm not going to tell him it's going crappy because then I would be acknowledging that it's crappy. So I yeah. better focus on the positive. And the moment that I did that, it lightened my day like I started focusing on the positive and so I would challenge our viewers and our listeners to to find somebody like that to find somebody that's so positive that you can't vent to them (laughs) because at that moment it challenges you to to get out of that negative thought process and I think that's the biggest move people can make is not it's not about venting everybody vents it's about being able to acknowledge that you're in a crap mood and you want to vent but immediately being able to change it around and say i'm going to focus on the positive instead focus on the positive and also like you know um understand noticing the situation being aware of the situation um but trying to find the underlying lesson in that situation, you know what I mean? Because there's always something to learn. But point being is like, um, surrounding yourself with great people. Uh Um, you know, sometimes giving up family, friends, I, I dropped off all my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And found new ones. You know what I mean? It was hard, but it was that, and they always say it in the, you know, anyone that you follow successfully, they'll say, surround yourself with great people. Yeah. And, and it's, it's true. It's like the five people that you surround yourself with are the equivalent, equivalent to your income, your weight, your relationship yeah. status. And I'd just like to put out there too, for everybody else listening as well, that like, 
when it comes to finding those types of people, go to think of the areas that they're going to be like, I'd say the number one area that we meet really influential people and positive people like that is networking events, like business networking events, other business owners, yeah. other people that are trying that, that just hold themselves to a higher standard. I'm not going out to the bar. I'm not going out to dance clubs or, yeah. you know, and trying to find those types of people or thinking you're having philosophical talks or anything. No, I'm going to go into business meetups. I'm, you know, in real estate events and, yeah. and things that just hold people to a higher standard. So, you know, right. if you're at that loss of you feel like you're just surrounded with losers, branch out to those areas. And it does get a little uncomfortable, but I think that's where you find growth is in uncomfortability. Right. And you'll always attract the attract who you're looking for. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I think, I think those are some great things to really acknowledge. I do. That's been fucking sweet. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Shyler and Shane. <laughs> the power of collective genius. Yeah. Coming in for your next podcast, baby. <laughs>